Welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have some guests with us today. Uh, Erica and Maurice White back again. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, uh, quick note: If you're listening to this or you're watching on YouTube, uh, we just finished up a Sunday service uh, just a little under an hour ago. Uh, got some quick grub, and then uh, we jumped into our media room and uh, we're kind of fresh off of the yep. fire. You guys both got up and taught, and uh, I, I, f- I feel like we just launched our Bless Bless campaign or generosity campaign, and it went really well. Um, Golly, uh, it's it's kind of cool to say, but like this isn't your first time on the podcast. This isn't the yeah. first time we've talked. It's kind of a catch up, but I know a lot of people watched you teach today. I know a lot of people are getting to know you, and I have known uh, you know half of you for a really <laughs> yeah. long time. Um, and I think the future is bright um, because we did announce this morning that we are partnering with you guys uh, in a more I would say in a more concrete way, mm-hmm. not necessarily any more than we. Have done. In fact, some of it, like Luke and I were saying, we're like we're partnering with you financially monthly, which is far less than what we were doing uh, <laughs> naturally in the month of November. But we want to continue to obviously help in very intentional ways. But we also want to make sure that we're not just you know, hey, it's November, let's hang out again. Right. Um, we want to actually have that continuing relationship. Um, but that being said, a lot of people don't know uh, some of your story and where you're coming from, and you've had some big changes in yeah. the last year and a half, um, not only ministry wise and pandemic wise, but personally, mm-hmm. um, just, uh, your dad and a, and a mom now. Yeah. And that's, uh, yep. yeah. it's a little different. It <laughs> so give us some quick updates, catch us yeah. up. Like it's been almost a year since you've been on, like what's been going on. What's, what's the last year been like? Yeah, so obviously Benaya has been the, the biggest change in our life. Uh, but and been, uh, he's cute. He, he is. <laughs> I'm partial, but I think so too. Uh, but yeah, it's been, you know, we were in Kenya uh, March through uh, yeah, end of August and just had absolutely phenomenal ministry. Uh, it was a big change with adapting with Benaya being in the bush of Africa with us. Uh, just being in a tent uh, with him, it was just, it was difficult, but you know what? We we were able to learn a lot, adapted, and despite all of that, God just really moved and did some great, great things. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an, it was an incredible year, but it was also like, it was the challenge that was set before us. You don't even, it's like when you have a kid, you have no idea what you're really getting into. You know, it's going to be a huge change, but you have no idea. And that's in like a house. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we knew going into Kenya, it was going to be a challenge. Yeah. We had no idea what that would actually look like, like actually fleshed out day to day. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure we'll get into it and have some funny stories too about that. But um, it was special too getting to bring our son because here it's like that continuation of like this is what God's called us to do. Well, and you're Boma, with, Boma first, right. so it's exactly. really cool. Yeah, to yeah. This is like a family. This uh-huh. is a family thing, and like God called us knowing we'd have him. Like, and so that's what also brought so much comfort and peace was like when we didn't know how he was going to take a warm bath. We didn't know how oh, like he was going to stay clean and not get you know deathly ill like yeah, every we day. We literally set him yeah. in a bucket for yeah. his bath. Like we just had a bucket, filled it with boiling water, mix it with some cold, and then there. It was. Yeah, and there you go. And yeah. you just you figure it out, just like with anything. And uh, but then I'd look around and I'd be like, okay, like we're we're good. Like people are surviving but, everywhere. <laughs> but the nice, I mean, let's be honest. The message goes that much further. I'm sure when you're talking to moms and dads that have their kids in the same conditions, yeah. and you're saying you're worthy of being, yeah. you know, this is this is how worthy you are of our love mm. and what mm-hmm. God is doing because we're here with you. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going through the same things you yeah. are. We're willing to be here to to reach you and. Yeah. Most people probably know you don't have to be there. Right. Like this is yeah. a choice for you to choose to yeah. be there. 
I mean, talk to me a little bit about this because, you know, off camera, uh, when we talked uh, over FaceTime a few days ago, you know, you guys said it was a it was a little bit of a faith journey this last year yeah. to kind of, I mean, I don't think of you guys ever feeling like you don't feel called. If, if anybody's around you for longer than five minutes, you're both going to light your hair on fire <laughs> and how called you are, which I absolutely love. But I do think it is kind of a unique thing over the last year because, uh, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. When we talked last time, you guys were basically just food, food distribution. And you were yeah. just basically yeah. like yeah. camels, horses, yeah. uh, uh, swimming through rivers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dragon jeeps. Whatever you had to do. But you talked about how the relationships you built, you were yeah. hopeful that the future yeah. held more blessing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that is that what you saw to come to oh, fruition? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. We were actually able, with some of the areas that we went out and delivered food, uh, we got an open invitation to go back there. So um, when everything finally opened up from COVID, which now the country is basically wide open, mm-hmm. uh, we were able to go back in those areas, do evangelism and plant churches. Uh, like Eric was saying, uh, over 3,000 people gave their hearts to Jesus for the first time, and we were able to plant 14 churches, which y'all did half of that, uh, seven churches. And yeah. so, the glory, that is so awesome. Oh, I mean, so it was awesome. the, the ministry, I just felt like it almost seemed like because we were faithful and just doing mm-hmm. the, the you know, distributing food and, yeah. and that kind of stuff and kept on trying to serve anywhere we could, that God just swung open all of these doors for us to be able to do what we love to do, which is evangelize. And so this year, it really felt like... Like a fruition of that. It did. Yeah. That we were able to go evangelize and see just, you know, the numbers that we didn't really see last year. Yeah. And so. because we... And just because, like, we talk about... You talk about that in the church world, too. It's not about... Oh, yeah. It's not about numbers, right? It's yeah. not about, like, we just need to check all these, you know... We have goals, yes, but they're not They're not a, you know, if we hit this, then we're worthy yeah. Servants, like if we don't, like it's just about serving God and well, doing what we're called we'll to find do. Out later yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I, it, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And our faithfulness cannot be determined by the results we see. So right. A lot of times, our faith. I mean, yeah. Think about a, a farmer planting, planting yeah. his crops. Right. It's like he can be faithful to plant, but that doesn't right. mean he gets to go out the next day and see a tree. You right. Know? It's like, it's right. Totally, yeah. Exactly. And I think what has been so special about that is the. You know, we we can talk about and celebrate, you know, yeah, you know, we had all this happen on like the, you know, you look at like the big scale, like the highlights. But when you get down to like the individuals of what those what a couple of years with COVID with all that distributing food, with all of the um, just total shift of I what mean, ministry was car wrecks i mean yeah all of that things, yeah I mean, yeah i mean real if you want to learn about yeah. that go back and listen to the little podcast but yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean all, it's a hard year so it, it was and so but now getting to see the individual impact on people has been just so humbling because we'll be somewhere and a messiah guy will come up to us and go it's to maurice because yeah. i wasn't the one going out maurice and his grandfather and they'll just, this happens all the time and they'll come up to him barely speaking english and go do you remember me and he's like Nope. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know? And they're like, well, you brought me food. You brought my, oh, my yeah. family food. You, or you brought us our school that, food. That just yeah. makes me think of that. You didn't know I was naked. You gave me the, I was hungry. Yeah. You right. brought me food. That whole, pa- you didn't know, but that was you, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. That type of passage where Jesus is yeah. talking about yeah. helping the least of these. Yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah. That's, guys, I mean, here's the cool thing. Now, I was at a conference the last couple of days, and there was several quotes, and there's one that, oh, it's in the other room that I have had for years on my desk, and I was thinking about you guys earlier today when I was reading it. Uh, and it's uh, A.W. Tozer. It says, doubtful that God can use a man greatly until he has wounded him deeply mm. or until he has wounded deeply is, yeah. is another way to say that. 
And I felt like the pandemic was that when I talked to you guys, it was like a, it was almost this like painful thing of like, you're giving people food, but you know, they need more than that. And you're like trying to be patient to offer more than, and there's this painful thing of like, is this dying? Is this all that we're going to be able to do? And and then you have physical things like car accidents that cause all this. And then, things kept breaking and like oh, I just remember yeah. you guys were just kind of like can the roads not be rivers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like, like just give us one thing yeah everywhere. like yeah, yeah. yeah can you give us a break yeah. somewhere yeah. and then you talk about bringing your your son mm-hmm. and the pain yeah. of like even just the discomfort of it let oh, alone yeah. the dangers or the potentials yeah. of like the, the trauma of emotional things yeah I, I just think the faithfulness of what you've done and yeah I think God is is continuing to use you because your calling even in the suffering remains steadfast and uh, I, I just think it's awesome. And yeah. So tell me, tell me this because mm-hmm. here's what's fun to share. Tell me some stories. Tell me some names. Give me some the people, the churches that stick out from this last year. Yeah. Um, that if you could like look through the camera or grab somebody by the by the you know the call <laughs> and be like, look, you don't know this. Yeah. yeah. But so and so, their life was changed. Yeah. So and so, I watched it transform. Oh yeah, we have a oh, couple of got, awesome <laughs> things. Yeah. I've got just, one that just jumps out at me because I've just thought about him just his heart for wanting to know more about God and us going to the village was an answer to his prayer. But we went to a Boma up in the Loyita Hills. So the last several years, we've been really trying to focus on doing ministry in a place called the Loyita Hills. It's still a very unreached area of Maasai land. And so we've really been just going further and further and further and further back, trying to reach more and more people. Well, the solar Bibles that actually y'all helped us uh, buy those solar Bibles, we were able to go and, you know, deliver these solar Bibles to these different BOMAs. Well, at the end of it, um, you know, everybody ended up giving their heart to Jesus after the message. And the elder of the the kind of the BOMA came Mm. up to me and I gave him the Bible. And when I gave him the Bible, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember his name, but I got his face down, which doesn't mm-hmm. help the podcast. But Nope. But, uh, <laughs> his face is very clear, though. <laughs> we remember him. You all but, see it. Uh, I gave him that Bible, and, I'll, and he started having tears in his eyes when I turned it on, and he pulled out what he had in his pocket, and he had gone to town, which the nearest town is over two hours away. He had gone to town, found a Bible and ripped out one page in the Bible. And it was, uh, I believe it was a messianic scripture in Isaiah, which just shows you how God works. But he he ripped that out. And that's all he he ever read. And that's all he ever knew. And then when we gave him the completed version of that, it wrecked him. It wrecked me. All of us were crying and God just did some great things, but it's just one. Uh, I want you to tell after I tell mine. There's mm-hmm. one about the the head witch doctor, but okay. um, so this one, this was just really, really awesome. So we get to we're deep bush camping, which we took our son deep bush camping. So that was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was a whole thing. So anyway, we're deep less bush camping. Less than a year old, by the way. Not like not <laughs> yeah. like two, three. Not yeah. longer, like less than a year old. <laughs> yes. just, he, he finally yeah. reached over a year just a little like, bit ago. Yeah. A little bit ago. I was yeah. Say. <laughs> a little wild, but we went out one day and I was preaching. So I had preached. Okay. So we talk about schools a lot when we're deep bush camping because yeah. schools are kind of like our headquarters a mm-hmm. lot because they have facilities for us to, we don't sleep in Wells. there by any means, but they have a well and yeah. they yeah. usually people can help us that speak English and all of that. So anyway, yeah. so we go over to the school and, uh, we couldn't speak to the kids at that moment, but I got to preach to all the adults come back and preach to the, to the kids. And, uh, we were doing this service. All of them got saved. We always pray and ask if there's anybody that wants prayer for healing did that. And uh, then there's these two girls like they brought up and they said they're having an issue with fainting. 
Mm. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. See what we where we were camping, our was nicknamed, kind of coined the Valley of the Libones. A Libone is a witch doctor. Mm. So we're literally like encamped. Yeah. Where the witch doctors are like it's their headquarters for all of East Africa. Like Mm. this Valley of Libones. So there's so much influence in this area. Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that the these girls were having an issue with fainting because it was demonic. Immediately we laid hands on the girl and she started mm-hmm. manifesting. So anyway, God delivered her. It was like this incredible service. It was just like, oh my goodness, God is moving. Then this guy brings up his son and he goes, I need you to pray for my son. Uh, he burned his foot two years ago. Had his mm-hmm. son take off his shoe. And his foot had, when it had healed back from the burn, it had been covered, uh, like the skin, the way it, it formed back, literally looked like a clubbed foot. Yeah, it's like melted it. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't see individual toes. The skin was very splotchy and rough in places. Like Golly, it just was not. Burn a foot that bad I know. In the bush. Yeah, I'm well, like, they're always making chai. Like, oh, and so okay. you've got these big, big boiling pots, pots, all the time. and then water. kids will grab it, pull yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can totally see Benai in this stage. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I have uh, yeah. degree burns in my arm from, uh, from, oh, wow. Oh, from my oil. God. So I'm, I, I, I know burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. like, that sounds absolutely awful. Terrible. Yeah. Mine is, yeah. is not even it's close. terrible. Yeah. So we actually see a lot of burn, burn victims mm-hmm. out there because of that. Gosh. They're always making chai. So, which is, what is chai, real quick? It is. Tea, milk, and sugar. Okay, yeah. and, and they, they boil it, and they boil, it and they live. I off didn't want to make that assumption, but I was like, I think it's chai tea, but yeah. I really don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, so I'm really yeah. glad you said that. And they drink it all day long, mm-hmm. all day long, which we love. So, yep. yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so his foot. I mean, just been two years. So, like at this mm-hmm. point, it is what it is. It is what it and is, yeah, it's definitely. not. Mm-hmm. It definitely is not in good shape, and we're so far out. We're very far from anything like any medical anything. And uh, anyway, the guy comes up and he's like. You know, God's been moving. Can you? I want. Can you pray for my son? Can you pray for my son to be healed? And we're like, of course we'll pray for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, in your mind, you're like, man, but look at that foot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it literally looks like a club. And so anyway, so my team again, I, we squatted down. I remember I was on the back side of his foot, at, like his heel, and some other team members were at the front. And you know, Scripture says, like, mm-hmm. lay hands on the sick; they'll be made well. And we asked Jesus to heal him because we know we sure there's nothing in us. There's yeah. nothing in us. And so like Jesus, please like touch this little boy. Like he's young. He has a whole life ahead of him. Like he needs to use his foot. Jesus, please touch this boy. And um, I literally watched as new skin formed on the back of his heel. The people on the front watch as like toes began to actually start to form and a toenail like came over his toe. I mean, it was just like, oh, my goodness, like to see, to visibly see with your eyes, God touch somebody was just, I, I'll never be the same. So, okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so here's the big thing. When I hear that, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to do with that. Right. Yeah. Like my mind goes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because as an American, I'm like, okay, I've, I've prayed some pretty hard prayers yeah. for some things. <laughs> And it doesn't end up that way. Right. So why do you think it happens? Because yeah. I know you shared a story earlier about a kid getting his ears yeah. Yeah. opened. Yeah. And like, so I have my thoughts, but I'm yeah. curious to why you think that happens there. Right. So but it doesn't happen as often here. Right. Right. Is it we just suck at faith? Is that is that it? Well, you know what? I really feel like that's, I like, the, that's like the rough version. Not. <laughs> like, yeah. I really feel like what it is is they have no other option. But to believe in something. And, you know, the Messiah, they're a faith based people, but their faith 
is, you know, in the wrong thing and the witch doctors, the paganism yeah. and things like that. And so when they hear truth, their spirit recognizes it and then grabs it because they're already a faith-based believing people and they have no choice. There's yeah. no, there's no doctor around in the area that can help. And so I believe that we see more there because there's really less options for yeah. them than just to believe. And let me be clear. I, I do not think you're embellishing or lying at all. Yeah. That is not what I'm trying to draw yeah. attention to. It's more of just like yeah, my American brain yeah. My, yeah. Um, uh, the, that I've been around the church for 39 yeah. oh, yeah. years oh, yeah. that I'm like, I have never yeah. experienced that. Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm like, golly, I got to get out the boat more. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, what what is it? Yeah. The, my own theory. Yeah. And maybe this is, golly, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so my own theory and what I've heard other what other missionaries talk about, and maybe this is something similar to what you're talking about, is the darker the place and the less faith there is in Christ, mm. the more the, the light shines brighter. Yeah, right. And it has true. an immediate impact. Yeah. Um, whereas here, it, it like you said, maybe more options is a way to go up, but also like there's a lot of Jesus around here. Right. Yeah. Like Jesus doesn't have to fight yeah. off witch doctors yeah. around here a large portion of the time. Those kind of sit at the fringes mm -hmm. or aren't quite as public. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the way it was explained was if it's if it if it leads to God's fame, yeah. not someone becoming famous, right. yeah. he's a lot more likely yeah. to move. Right. Yeah. yeah. And around here, if that happens, yeah. someone gets famous, right. God's name doesn't naturally right. get yeah. the fame. And yeah. everybody grab it. We and talk was, about that. We talk about that all, all the, time. the time. And I think uh, we we pray for people all the time. And all this, it's like, you know, lightning doesn't strike, nothing happens. And we're just like, okay, well, I, I guess this didn't person didn't get healed. Yeah. 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 And sometimes they don't. And then oftentimes we get calls like a week later yes. and go, hey, this person actually got healed. And I think it goes back to what you were saying is – you know, scripture tells us that these signs will follow them that believe. Mm. So even though we're not there to see it, I believe we're not there to see it because God doesn't want us to get the glory yeah. for what he's getting ready to do. So yeah. when we get off the premises and then they're healed later, then there's no denying it's God. Yeah. yeah. And he gets the glory. Right. Ah, and so I really feel like that's... I, I think that's... I, I And that's where I land. Because like when people, especially in Mount Vernon, hear these stories or in the United States... I think there's two temptations very quickly. It's like one, it's like my faith obviously is just too weak and that's why God doesn't move. And it's like really like disheartening because I'm like, no, that's just, that is not necessarily always God can choose right, and not choose to do whatever he wants. Yeah, that's he saw That's what makes him God, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. You can do this, yeah, but even if you don't, yeah. I'm going to choose to follow yeah. you. But then there's the other side of like, I do think there's a part of like calling the American church to go like, hey, it's not a bad thing to ask. Right. And like mean it. Yeah. Right. And like want it to be true. Yeah. And to get on your knees and beg, which I do for people I love. Yeah. And I'll just hand them over to Jesus. I'm yeah. like, look, I can't do anything. Right. There's nothing I can do to change the situation. Right. And sometimes it is not yeah. the moment. Sometimes it is weeks later or a yeah. month later. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, find out. It's, I, and I, I bring attention to that not because I, I want to like demean or, or tear down the stories or, or like yeah. say like those are untrue. I, I actually think it's more proof of how dark in the places you are. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it is any like almost yeah. like, yeah, of course God's going to show up because yeah. those are the marginalized people that he's thinking yeah. about, the powerless. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poor absolutely. and powerless. Of yeah. course, mm -hmm. that's where he yeah. would move. Yeah. So that's that's really, really cool. Yeah. And you, you had one other story that you wanted Maurice to tell. I want him to tell this. Oh, yeah, the, the witch doctor. Yeah, so uh, like Erica was saying, we were camped out in what was called the Valley of the, the Labones, which is the Valley of Witch Doctors. And one of the reasons that it was called that was 
there was the head witch doctor mm. over basically all of East Africa was located there. His name was Makumbo. And uh, basically people from Tanzania, uh, they all go to pay homage to him, give him cows, and then receive some sort of blessing. I mean, he's written about in like a book. Yeah. I mean, he's like... So the president. Well oh, he's the a president well known. Yeah, the president him. comes to get blessings from him before the, he ever takes office, yeah. and so so he's a he's a very well known and you know high up there. And the witch, witch doctor. doctor stuff is pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's nasty yes. stuff. Yeah, they they still do so you know animal sacrifices, all these all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, but we had the opportunity to go and minister to him because there was a witch doctor who ended up getting saved under the ministry. Mm-hmm. And wanted and basically gave us an in to go talk to him because he's like family. I think they're family. He was family. He yeah. was a cousin. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we had this awesome opportunity. So we we prayed, you know, the whole night getting ready for it, and then we ended up going. And when we when we got there, it was definitely a a dark and oppressed area. But when we got there, Makumbo told his sons, which I think this is interesting because you know this is somebody who doesn't really have a recognition of what the gospel is about. Mm-hmm. But when we showed up on the scene, he immediately turned to his eldest son because how they the Labonism works is they pass it down almost yeah. like a monarchy. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. pass it down from, you know, firstborn and things like that. Head to go priest, on. head priest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he turns over to his son and he goes, I don't know what they have, but what they do have is going to weaken your powers and you need to leave. Oh. Right when we came on the scene. And so I, I was like, so his sons start to leave and then, you know, the we we went to go talk to Makumbo, but I just could not get the sons out of my heart. So I was like, I'm going for these sons. Yeah. So they're walking away, and I take my translator with me, and I go and I find these sons, and I was able to talk with them, and they ended up actually giving their heart to Jesus. Makumbo didn't. Mm-hmm. So we believe the seed was planted, and you know we're hoping, yeah, and we're praying, and, and we'll follow up. But he did reject and didn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. continue on with with Jesus. But the sons did yeah. accept Jesus. So we're praying that the line is just stopped there. Yeah, it yeah. just breaks. Yeah. Because yeah. of the Witch of Endor is what I'm thinking about from First Samuel, where it's like yeah. Samuel, yeah. Samuel goes and meets with this really powerful, well-known. I'm like, yep. this isn't something that's new. This is no. evil's yeah. been around this like this for yeah. right. generations. Uh Bob Goff writes yeah. about yeah. his work with orphanages and witch doctors yeah. and how they use. And so I know this is this is something that, like you said earlier, and, and even in Haiti, there's there's this oh, when yeah. people don't have anything, they reach out for something to believe in. Right. Right. And there's yeah. <laughs> let's be real, sin is a lot easier to find yeah. than love oh, yeah. and hope, right? right? I mean it's just a lot easier right. to find. And so it kind of uh loves the darkness. So let me ask you, let's kind of just change gears a little bit and and maybe back up, but at the same time, I think give people a little more insight because you know you mentioned you live in a tent. You yeah. mentioned you're basically dunking your baby in a five gallon docket with yeah. coal, um, which is crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, um, but what if you could like tell people what it's like to be on the mission field day to day, and like you could help like pull back the curtain a little bit to expose yeah. what that's like. And you wish they knew, because like it's similar to like for me, like people are like, yeah. so what do you do? Just sit in an office all day? Like yeah. what do you do all week? You just write sermons? I'm like. <laughs> No, like, yeah. it's yeah. very yeah. different. Yeah. So like, what, what's, what's your day to day? What's your weeks? What, what does it look like when you're yeah. on, in the field in Africa? Yeah, so we actually have a Bible college uh, on our premises. We also have a primary school, which we is like basically kindergarten through sixth grade. Sixth grade. Uh, we also have a boarding school for girls to help fight FGM, which FGM is female genital mutilation. Yeah. They circumcise their women, and so we. Uh, we have young girls who we have kind of rescued out of that environment and are trying to bring them up. 
Uh, so actually, our day to day is and we, have a t- we live in a tented we live camp in a tented camp with a staff and all. Yeah, that. and that's where our Bible college is. And the Bible college just came out of a need for needing discipled pastors who yeah, can go and, and can disciple these fourteen these, churches. Yeah, these areas. Um, so our day to day really. Um, it looks like we do a lot with our schools. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like evangelism every single day, which that's what we love to do. That's our heart. Uh, but we don't just go out every single day and and go out and evangelize. A lot of it is actually training up uh, at our different schools and discipling at our schools and teaching at our Bible college yeah. and things like that. Yeah, we have our camp is like our, the headquarters of like everything that we do. Like it's kind of like our sending out point. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice because we get a little touch of normalcy in mm-hmm. that we have our, our tent is our home. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like we have more consistency in Kenya, which is funny, but no. I feel like we have more consistency there than we do in the U S when we're back. But, um, so yeah, we have a little bit of normalcy in that we have like our tent mm-hmm. and, um, we have a dining hall. So think like church camp. I was telling today think like church camp, Africa style, yeah, communal showers, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, our meals are like our really solid points of the day and we are dining. We also have an office. So what happens is if we're not, if we don't have scheduled ministry outside of the camp, going out and doing evangelism or preaching a revival or something like that, um, and we're at the camp. Grace does devotions with our students every day. A lot of times we're teaching in our Bible schools. But even just day-to-day at the camp, we have all of those pastors that we have trained in school and just community people in the community, they come and have meetings with us all the time, announced, unannounced, yeah. all that. Yeah. So I've walked for two days. I'd like to talk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to say, sorry. Yeah. yeah exactly. We're not talking. Sorry, come back next week. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So we do a lot of that of, we really get to almost fill that pastoral role in our community. Yeah. So we're constantly working with our, our community and building up our community. If there's a, a death, we're preaching the funeral. If there's a wedding, we're doing the wedding where yeah. we get to do life with our community. And then, we schedule, we plan out our evangelistic yeah. and outreaches, but it's all rooted going back yeah, to based Nomalok. on those, those meetings. Well, and yeah. You're building up uh, kind of the base of uh, teachers and, and disciples, like you said. So yeah. as you spread, you don't get so thin that no one has a support system right. Right. trying to come behind it and actually bring some right. scaffolding and actually bring some structure yeah. Oh, yeah. to yeah. what they're learning, which is, which is part of the reason why when we initially talked, you know, those few years ago and you started to go like, all right, you guys have all the pieces in the puzzle. And I remember just being like, you got to dream bigger. You can go big. Right. We got to go crazy. Yeah. Like, we got to you know, get more, more. And you guys have, you've been pushing the boundaries. And obviously when we talked last time, that's why it was so hard in the season you're in just delivering food. Because yeah. you're like, we could do so much more. Right. Like yeah. we have all these potential. But I do think it's 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 cool to hear that the pastoral role has as a role even there. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when you hear evangelists, all you hear is like, love them and leave them. Yeah. You yeah. show them in, you right. lure them in, and then yeah. you're like, good luck. Yeah. 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 Incredibly, um, I think, passionate about it is because you know once you get your kind of, you know, you get the Jesus Claw Kingdom yeah. into Oboma, it seems to have real chance for roots yeah. and right. for it to really be generational right. change. Yeah, right. and that that is exciting. That not just the the times you go there, but like days and weeks later, yeah. months and years later, yeah. there's an opportunity. Yeah, my mom's probably trying to call me right now in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but so let me let me just do this because let me take this to the next level then because you guys not only have a specific calling to Kenya but you really have a specific call to the Maasai. Yeah. Right. And I know that you mentioned uh, the, this hillside that you guys are going. Which originally when we talked, you guys were like, we just figured out yeah. this hill yep. that like no one's been to. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, we don't even know how to get there. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. now you're like moving across. Yeah. Yeah. So is this? Is that still, is there enough villages? Is there enough places to push out? Like, what are you guys seeing as the unreached parts of these people? How many, how many bomas you got left? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, so we're still actually marching through the Lloyd Hills. The Lloyd Hills really covers, oh, man, so I mean, Africa's teeny. Yeah. Yeah. It's so small. Yeah. Now, uh, the Lloyd Hills actually covers basically the, the Southern border of Kenya and goes What's all across Tanzania. 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 So actually, okay. uh, the Lloyd Hills kind of oh, drains out into Kilimanjaro almost. But Kilimanjaro is a freestanding mountain. I only know that as a kill streak from Halo. So yeah, that's yeah. the nerd that I'm in. I'm <laughs> so sorry that I had to bring that up. I love it. So isn't that the tallest point? On yeah, Africa, it's the highest the peak yes. in Africa. Okay. So and sure so because it's like the hills, it's the less like touristy place. Mm. Nobody goes there because it's tough to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we still have a few... I would say a few. We got a, a quite a few, a few places spots. and camping spots yeah. that we're still gonna go to that uh, we haven't, we didn't get to go, but we're gonna go when we yeah. go next. And you're year. just you're just driving a jeep, right? Like that's it. Yeah, you're, just, yeah. you're not like taking a plane no. or like no, you know, and, like cruising on a subway. No, you're just cutting route. Yeah. yeah, and we're actually where the jeeps don't go. We have what's called picky picky ministry, which I'm is sorry, say it again. picky picky, which <laughs> is a motorcycle. <laughs> <Okay>. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, a motorcycle, yeah. and so it's a dirt bike. Really, think that like think so like awesome. enduro yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and we take those because. There's no longer a path in all the mountains and trees and everything. Like a biker gang that shows up. We kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. So Maurice and his grandfather yeah. each have a have a bike. Have a, but what they do is they get them new, use them at our camp and for this outreach, and then. We right usually when have a pastor. Yeah, we give them away. At that point. But they do. They give them away to a pastor that um, is either like in district work, like a presbyter who's yeah. like over several, or somebody who has two churches. Um, but for those picky picky ministries, then they'll will buy a few, and it is. It's like a biker game. Uh, that is so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine how manly I would feel if I'm just like <laughs> chilling, riding next to a giraffe, <laughs> chasing after the Maasai. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah, that just, that's so cool. And that's like your daily life, yeah. or at least weekly. Yeah. Um, well, no before Benaya, this is like a very like, yeah. you pull back the curtain. So before Benaya, uh, we used to, every night at about five o'clock, Maurice would come and pick me up, like he'd be wherever and I'd be wherever, and he'd come pick me up on on the picky picky, and we'd go out and drive do a and do like a safari, just the two of us, and it was so cool I just because picture like grease lightning, yeah, and like, <laughs> oh yeah, the, like, the hair and everything. What's yeah. up, man? <laughs> so cool. You wanna go find a rhino? Yeah. 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 yeah, that is so yeah. cool. Why do you call him picky picky? So that's I don't what know. the Swahili that's term. What, yeah, for. We, that's not our name for it. So, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. American slang, sit down. No. Yeah, it's P-I-K-I-P-I-K-I. Yeah, picky yeah, picky. Is it how they sound? Do you think that's what they're doing? Or is it just... That's how it's it spelled. Is it, could is it just two wheels or two pickies? Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 picky picky. I don't even know what it means. I just know that it's a motorcycle. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. So I've never heard that before. We yeah. talked several times. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're riding these motorcycles out, and then you're meeting these new, these new BOMAs, and... 
you mentioned that like most of these places you're showing up, they don't have like water, like or do yeah. they have? Mm-hmm. They just they pull in from local streams yeah. or, or yeah. ponds and okay. Yep. And so you're just meeting now. Do you set up a camp or are you like trying to get there and get back in a day? No, we set up a camp, especially when we go out where we're going to like the Loyita Hills. Yeah. It's like. It's like a three-hour drive from our camp, and so That's it's not. That's if Maurice is driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I'm not driving, it takes a little bit longer. But it, a lot, it, a yeah, lot it is, it's not feasible for a one-day trip. So when we go, we take up like the little Bass Pro pop-up tents, and yeah. we set up camp for, you know, like four or five days. Yeah. And normally our water comes from like a nearby river. We boil it, or if if there is like a school, most yeah. of the time they have they got, because it's a government school. And so the government comes out and does a borehole. And so do they iodize those or like have them more drinkable or do you guys still have to boil that? We still boil we it. We still boil it. Okay. Yeah. We still boil Some it. pretty nasty but, stuff over there. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so deep bush camping with Benaya, yeah. one of our, so yeah, we just take a bucket, right? And we, the water technically is clean because it's been boiled, but like it's brown. Doesn't yeah. look clean. There yeah. were some floaters yeah. in there from yeah. something it, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, so, like, which is dirtier? Like, yeah. what, what, what's, and so we compromised and we would bathe him up to like his chest. And then we were like, nothing on the face, nothing yeah. on the head. Baby wipe the face. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, and see, those are the things that like, I think as, <laughs> Because the natives don't necessarily have to worry about that as much. No. Right. If you've if you've if you haven't grown up there, you don't have the genetic antibodies. You yeah. don't have the antibiotics yeah. to, to kind of step up. Because I know it's the same thing when you, in you you travel. You're like, listen, you're American. You're weak. Yeah. <laughs> everything in the other world will yeah. kill yeah, you. Yeah, will kill you. Like, yeah. You've been, exactly. You've been protected to a level. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. should be. Natural selection should take us yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me let me end the podcast with kind of giving you a chance to say like if if you could okay. lean through the camera or you could sit down and have coffee with someone in Kingsway that was that was thinking about, man, I don't know if I would like to go on a mission trip or I would like to partner with you guys or I would like to to see what it would be like to take the next steps. Like when you started to get your calling and you started to feel like maybe God, what, what were the things that you started to do to prepare your heart or start to turn your mind to it? I know both of you were probably deep, deep end first, think about swimming later. Um, <laughs> but if you could give a next step to a teenager, to, yeah. a, to a person that's sitting out there and going, maybe maybe God's got a plan for me, what would you tell them? Like, yeah. How would you speak to them? Can we go first? Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, so first of all, if you feel called, then immediately you're going to start hearing the lies of like, ah, uh, you're probably not. And I would just be so sure that God has called you. Um, and number two, I would seek out... Um, like education, whether that's formal education in a university or that's taking Bible classes, finding something that you absolutely trust to get familiarity with the word of God, because no matter where you go, no matter where you're serving, you need to know the word of God. And then I would get connected with the people that you believe, um, that if you feel called to serve, whatever that looks like. So if you're called to serve in, you know, pastoral ministry, get connected with your pastor. If you want to feel called to serve in missions, get connected with a missionary that's in an area that you want to be. Or if you don't know where you want to be, just get connected with a missionary. So I would do that. I would first be sure of your calling. Number two, study, know the word of God. And number three, uh, connect with, connect with people that are doing it and that can kind of mentor or even just give you advice in, in the, in the, uh, in real time. Yeah. And for me, like 
99, if I could say one word, it would be relationship, relationship, relationship. 99% of missions, what a lot of people don't even realize about missionaries or missions, is that most of our time is building relationships with people. A lot of people ask us, how do you know where to go? Uh, Where do you, like, how do you know where these lost people are? And it's just simply because of relationships that we build over there and they go, hey, I've got a family over here that doesn't know. I've got blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of our time is spent up with like meetings and things like that, but it's it's because relationship and building relationship is so key, not only on the field, but off the field, uh, because, you know, we're not able to keep the lights on over in Kenya if we don't have relationships here that help us get to where we're going. So yeah. the biggest thing that I would tell people is start building relationships. Yeah, And I would say too, the word, when you mentioned relationship, and I just want to add real quick, because I think even us in ministry, like you want, you'll, you totally understand this, but make God care so much more about you than he does what you can do for him. And so keeping your relationship with him, like that is key. So not just studying because you're preaching or you're ministering, not yeah. just studying because you're leading a devotion, or but having that relationship with him and hearing his voice. Because if you go into the mission field or whatever, into an unknown, you want to hear his voice. Like you want to hear his voice over anything else. And so that would be another That's thing. So it's good. just yeah. having that, keeping the relationship with Jesus at the, at the forefront. I know uh, for myself, even here from a house, that had a renovated kitchen that is gorgeous and, you know, three boys, two cars, overly blessed. It is still hard Mm -hmm. to follow your calling. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine when you sometimes have moments of darkness where you don't look at your tent or the puff adder that you're fighting (laughs) with a stick outside of it, Um, or you don't think about what you've given up or that your friends have in comparison, that there aren't moments where you go, is it worth it? Yeah. What keeps you going in those moments? What are the what are the words that God is giving to you when things get dark over this last year? Because here's the thing: yep. there are people that are listening to this that their mission field's their home. Yeah, yeah. their Absolutely. mission field's their marriage right now. Their mission field yep. is their kids, and even sometimes their own psyche, their own, yeah. their own ability to feel value. Yeah. yeah. If we can pull back the curtain to say God doesn't just give that gift in Africa; He wants to give that hope. What's the hope that you've clung to over the last year? Yeah. Yeah, so the last year, and both of us can even say it in unison, but the word that God kept giving us, because this year was a tough year for us, even though the ministry was just so phenomenal, it was such a huge learning curve with Benaya. And it was difficult for us to, to almost trust God in our calling because we're now having to trust God with this life Mm -hmm. that it was easy. It felt like when it was just us and, you know, if we die, whatever. But now we have this, this Mm -hmm. boy who is innocent, has no idea what's going on around him and he is completely relying on us. And so now we have to protect him from malaria and all this other stuff. All that kind of stuff. So Um, for us, it has been trust. It has been total trust. Totally like uh, there was a moment uh, at the very beginning when we first got there, when our car broke down, uh, everything just seemed to go wrong. We had to put Benaya in like basically this vehicle that is a death trap, essentially. Yeah, it's it's yeah. falling apart. I mean, it's like there's the toughest no, vehicle, but it's not where you want your baby. No, the, there's no seatbelts in the car. Uh, there's like holes in the floorboard. So as yeah. you're going, oh, dust fuck. is just rolling in kind yeah. of thing. So it's just like we wear like bandanas, but you can't put a bandana over a baby's face kind of thing. 
And so all this is going on. We're overwhelmed. And then we were just like, what have we done with bringing our son to the mission field? And then God just kept reminding us, you either trust me or you don't you trust don't. me. And that, that for us, we're like, yeah, well, we believe God's called yeah. called us. So I've got no other option but to trust God with my family, trust God with my mm. finances, trust God with my son. And that yeah. was... Trust was uh, Trust was paramount. the big word, yeah. And when you said, like, when you're looking at darkness, you know, and they're saying, okay, my, my marriage, well, God, I trust you with this marriage. Like, I'm going to do what I've got to do. I can't make... The mm-hmm. other person do what they're going to do. I can't. I can't control. That was a thing. I think, you know, with Benaya, I can't control the weather. I can't control the animals. I can't control all of that. But I can control what I do with my trust. And like I, we said that over and over and over to each other. Like, okay, either we trust God, or we don't. Mm-hmm. And there's no in between. Yeah. We had this conference this last week in Dallas, and the first sermon, the first sermon was off the Mount of Transfiguration. They mm-hmm. come back down. Yep. And they have the dad with the son that can't yeah. be healed. And uh, Jesus is like, bring him to me. And he asks how long he's been that way. And he's like, since he was a child. And yeah. I haven't read this story in forever. And I just I think about the answer that Jesus gives. He goes, I can heal him, but you have to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then the dad yeah. goes, I believe, but help me yeah. in my unbelief. Yeah. Mm, yeah. so good. And in my mind, that that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. You're like, no, 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 I, I, I believed. Yeah. And there are things right now that I'm coming up against yeah. that are new. Yeah, and I need help believing, yeah. believing. in so those yeah. things. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think for a lot of people coming out of COVID, coming out of hardship, coming out of difficulty, yeah. walking through new seasons of life. I mean, yeah. it's just turning the page. It's not like you don't yeah. want. It's not like you want to put them back. You're no. like, yeah, it was a good try. Yeah. We'll just yeah. it. But at the same time, it's a new level of faith. Yeah. Um, I think God honors that calling, and I think God honors your trust. Um, but I think He also meets you in your doubts. Mm. Yeah. And so there's there's that beautiful balance of trying to have as much faith, but also knowing that God will meet you yeah. with the faith that you have. Because right after that is the faith as big as it must be. Yeah, 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 there's hope for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, thank goodness. So, all right, well, give us a breakdown of what you're hoping to do in the future. Just yeah. the last little thing, like what's the what's the future look like? Yeah, so we go back, plan is to go back beginning of January, and we will, um, so our Bible school students that, our Bible school students are usually there for 18 months, and so they're finishing up their latter part of that, so Mm -hmm. when we come in in January, we're finishing off classes with them, Um, and then we immediately start having teams, we have a medical missions team, a couple women's conferences, another deep bush camping, which we were talking Mm -hmm. about, and um, so we just, I mean, we really just have all these different outreaches lined up, and so, and we we feel like old pros now with having Benai out there, so yeah. we're ready to go. <laughs> Does he? Did he? You feel like he liked Africa? Oh my goodness! Yeah, he, he loves our staff. He loves. He, lo- oh, he, he loves, loves our the staff. people. He loves the. He people. doesn't know much about like what's well at that point. He he's will. a baby, but he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will. So no, he loves our staff. They're like you know they're obsessed with him. They all, they have so many babies, you know. So they're oh, all yeah. like, give me the baby. So Benai came back to the U.S. thinking everybody should hold him and should want yes. to hold him. So because he's used to that. So yeah, he's. He loves it. (laughs) Yep. Well, I will tell you this. uh, It's always a joy to have you guys. It's always an inspiration to feel like uh, God is is moving so so heartily and so clearly in your guys' ministries, um, seeing miracles happen, seeing lives changed. Um, I think the consistency of your family and your grandparents and just knowing this legacy is is something you've inherited and you're moving forward. Uh, It's something that you've stepped into and that God has called you into, which I think is amazing. And then watching yourself and I know that you know this but your kids are going to watch and learn more from what 
they see in you right. than what you ever teach them. Yeah. Right. And so living a life uh-huh. of faith, I think Benai will, will benefit greatly yeah. from that yeah. and the future of that. So I look forward to hearing stories from this next year. I hope mm-hmm. that maybe uh, the challenges are a little different. Let's yeah. just call for different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Take some different yeah, ones yeah, this yeah. next year, and I hope the fruits continue to come in. Thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you. and being oh, here. Oh, thank you guys. We yeah. are excited to be able to tell you, and if you were here on Sunday, that, that, that we are now members and I yeah. think family in the sense of uh, partners for uh, for at least this foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. And excited to see what God's going to do with that as well yep. as those relationships. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. So, well, if you want to learn more, we'll try to put the link to the first conversation we had uh, in this. And if you want to watch our live stream, you can see their sermons from this last Sunday. Um, and as always, if you want to leave us a like, subscribe, or share, we love that. Uh, leave us a review on one of the podcasts. It helps other people get to know it, or maybe you want to send it on and share this with them if you think it would be encouraging to. So thanks again for being on, and uh, hope uh, safe travels back, and you guys continue to raise funds and, and just uh, yep, thank you so much. God move. So, hey, have a great and glorious day in the Lord. We'll see you guys later.